Um, making requests. It's really interesting how this seems like a no-brainer. Oh, you just ask for what you need. And in our society, oh my gosh, there is so much loaded baggage about being able to own legitimate needs and make clear requests out of it. And I'm just thinking back, as, uh, um, I'll never forget my mother. My mother died about four years ago, um, but she was this huge movie buff. And one thing that we would often do together as a multi-generational family, we'd sit around and we'd watch movies together. <laughs> Inevitably, five minutes into the movie, she'd yell out, can everyone hear this? <laughs> And what she was saying was not, I want to make sure that all of y'all's needs are being met. What she was saying was, I can't hear it. And just even for that like very simple request of, can we turn up the volume so I could hear better? She didn't know how to ask it, straight up. I mean, this like really simple example is how entangled we get around just asking for our needs. And even when I would try to coach her, Mom, can you not hear? Well, I, I don't know if anyone else can't hear. You know? I mean, it was just like really hard to pull her in. And that to me just says how deep our training goes to invalidate our internal needs um, and not honor and, and acknowledge that. So there's this strange guilt we have to work with when we're need, needing to make requests. Um, um, and because of that strange guilt, our requests can come out in really convoluted ways. Um, from the benign, can everyone hear? To like the really kind of um, very messed up ways of making requests because we're not willing, we, we don't have permission, we don't feel the internal permission to deeply engage in this. So this is just a list of pointers about how to make clear requests and kind of come out of that unconscious, convoluted mess that we're often in when we're trying to make requests and, and bringing some clarity. And again, this comes pretty much straight out of Marshall Rosenberg's book, Nonviolent Communication. I've heard several people are ordering this book. It is a phenomenal book. I've said this many times and I'll just say it again. When the time opens, we'll just have an NBC course for anyone that wants it and, um, and explore it together in that way. So. Some pointers about making clear requests that work, or that at least that have a much greater possibility of work. The first one is um, we need to ask for what we want as opposed to naming what we don't want, which is what we're, we tend to be much better at. Um, obvious, but not so easy in practice. For example, um, a woman wanting to spend more time with her husband. Um, uh, after working some with Marshall Rosenberg, she came up with the request to her husband um, that he not spend so much time at work. And so three weeks later, he came home and announced he had signed up for a golf tournament. <laughs> um, and like her, her whole point was totally missed because she didn't tell him what, it, what she wanted. She told him what she didn't want. 
And so, you know, he made best use of the information and went to the golf course. Um, uh, Marshall Rosenberg gives a great example between a group of high school students and a principal. And uh, I just, I'm going to open it up and actually share some of it because, uh, so this was a group of African-American students with a white principal um, that were in, in escalating conflict. There was a minister who was working with the group of students who invited Marshall to come in and, and help um, 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 with the situation. So when he sat down with them, the first thing he did was, you know, like, tell me what's going on. Uh, and there was a long, like, really significant list of things that had been happening. Um, and the bottom line was they really felt like the principal's racist and um, were even starting to want to find ways to get even <laughs> um, with him um, out of like this, this kind of um, escalating situation. So after they described the, the situations, um, Marshall asked them, so what have you done? Um, you know, have you gone to talk to him? And they're like, yeah, we have. And that's worthless. He does not listen to anything that we say. And so he asked them to describe, what did you say to the principal? Um, and they recalled saying things to him like they didn't want him to tell them how to wear their hair anymore. Um, or um, that they wanted to be treated fairly. Um, like all the other students. And, and Marshall helped them see, and, and they said that all that he, he did was become defensive and start arguing. He treated all students fairly. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't make any discrimination between ones. You people think, this is <laughs> the principle, you people think I discriminate. <laughs> um, 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 so, you know, really kind of getting to the core that the students wanted help of how to get this situation to work better. He worked with them for the afternoon and helped them um, come together with clear what they wanted requests. They came up with a list of 38 of them. Uh, and how to frame it to the principal that they could help him get on board with what the school and everyone in it needed to have happen for the school to be a learning situation. Uh, and after doing that, um, they went the next day, had the meeting with the principal. They called up Marshall afterwards and said that the principal had not only been um, good to work with that day, he agreed to every 32 point, every 38 point on the thing. So there really is a way that when we're really angry at people, if we don't learn how to express it well, nothing changes. Um, we're, we're sabotaging getting our needs met when we don't take the time to figure out how to do this well. And it also points to what can happen when we start to be able to make these requests with a lot more clarity. So point number one, uh, ask for what we want, not express what we don't want. Second, ask for concrete actions. Like say, just treat us fairly. You know, what do you do with that? 
Um, it, it needs to be very spelled out. He gives an example uh, of a cartoon, um, a man who's struggling in a lake, um, looking like he's going to drown. His dog is on the shore, and he yells out to the dog, Lassie, get help! And the next frame is Lassie's lying on a psychiatrist um, couch <laughs> and telling about the life story, getting help. So <laughs> you got to be concrete about what you want to see happen or it can go in the wrong way. Um, an example that he also gives, which I think is hugely important for our close relationships particularly, uh, he had a client who... Um, was in a relationship with a woman that he felt, um, you know, didn't love him, didn't love him enough, didn't show him that that she loved him nearly enough. Um, so you know, Marshall's like, "What do you want? What is it? You know, what what needs is she not meeting? Let's really, really, really clarify." And the man kept going, "I don't know. I don't know. I don't know." And then finally, he said, "Okay, I do know." I want her to be able to mind read what I need even before I know and do it. <laughs> that is, I mean, how often do we think if someone really loves me, they'll be able to just get what I need without me having to spell it out? Um, um, that's like really infamous <laughs> in our culture. We do that kind of thing all over the place. And, um, and it's a source of endless pain. We're not mind readers. You know, we don't know magically what's going on. Lo love is not expressed by magically being able to mind read another person. Um, and I'll just name a flip side of that in our house. The other way that mind reading um, possibilities get mixed up is when someone in the house does something and I mind read that they did that because A, B, and C. You know, I can't mind read in that situation either. So, like in our house, mind reading is one of those things you can call out. Oh, you just mind read me. Let's try that again. <laughs> you know, or, or my expectation is that they magically know I want them to clean something up. No, they don't. Um, that we need to, to drop. We need to first become conscious to where we are expecting mind reading and then learn how to let it go. So the third one's very related. Um, bring consciousness to the fact that we are making a request. That may seem obvious, but because of our reluctance to own our needs, we often are unconsciously making requests all around us, all the time, without even knowing that we're tossing our request out in the world and getting mad at people for not answering them. Uh, he has a great example. He was um, riding on one of those trains that goes between two terminals at a big airport. Um, and there was a couple on the train that were clearly in distress. You know, like, would they make their plane? And the husband says, um, why can't this train go any faster? And the, the wife just kind of like freezes up and is like, oh. <laughs> and then the husband says again, why can't the train go any faster? Um, and she says, I think they're on electric timers. <laughs> 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 
And so then he yells, why can't the train go any faster? And she finally yells back at him, what is it you want? Me to get out and push? <laughs> you know, so what she got at the end, what she got through all three of them, he wanted something from her. That why can't the train go any faster was his unconscious attempt at a request of like validate I'm freaking out here about whether we're going to make our our plane like like really help me with with my my just over the top anxiety about what's going on but not being able to name you know observe without judgment wow I'm freaking out uh, feeling tone um, panic <laughs> uh, need to be able to show up in a way that I care about on time and making the planes all there but there's no consciousness to it so what it comes out instead is a fight um, instead of either one of them having their needs met it's really common for us to semi-consciously be dropping hints at what we need, be like making innuendo about it, um, but not bringing clarity. And so it just leads to um, not helpful outcome. He notes that the reverse is also true. We can sometimes make clear re requests, conscious requests, but we're not tying them to any of our feelings and needs. And so in those cases, they're much more likely to come across just as a straight out demand. Um, instead of naming any feeling and need around, just looking at the teenage boy and going, you need a haircut, or I want you to get a haircut. You know, there's, it's the, the request <laughs> or demand is there, but it's not tied into anything. So it's, uh, that's not likely to work very well either. Other points. Sometimes it's really helpful, especially when you're on tricky ground. You're trying to navigate a difficult conversation. Really, 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 really helpful to ask for what you requested to be reflected back to you. Like check in. Did they actually hear what you request? I learned the importance of this one in a certain number of um, intense teen years. <laughs> um, uh, I finally started checking in with, you know, like, was my request heard? And it was kind of stunning to me when a teen brain, the lid is totally flipped, and I guess this is a human brain when the lid is totally flipped, <laughs> how, how um, not well what I said was heard, and then it got translated into some real, real mess, and then what was reflected back to me was, you know, mom's being an evil tyrant who's actually insulting me <laughs> in a way that is kind of unforgivable. You know, if I had actually said some of that stuff that she was reflecting back to me, oh my gosh, um, um, that would have been horrible. And so, like, learning to ask, you know, what'd you hear me say? in a way that can be heard, can be really helpful of clarifying. Because then, then, then what that allowed us to do was, um, um, you know, nurturing first aid. Oh my gosh, you're hearing that I'm talking to you like that? That like breaks my heart. 
I'm really sad that my words are being are landing for you in this way. And <laughs> what I want you to know is that's not my intention. My intention is for you to feel supported and loved. Um, and and we need to work more <laughs> on you feeling the fact that I love you. You know, to like really do that that repair work around that. So if it's if it's um, tricky ground, find out what they're hearing because they might not be hearing it very clearly. Um, requesting honesty. Sometimes they may hear the request pretty clearly and get the words, but it's stimulating all sorts of feelings and needs for them that I might not have been aware of when I made the request. Like there's information that I don't know about. And so, you know, if I make a request and someone says, yes, I can do it, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, that, that tells me that they're going to like plow through this and there's a way that, that we're missing some picture here. Um, so requesting what are the feelings and needs that are stimulated for you when I say this. And then maybe you might even find out that my request is actually not what's needed in this moment um, and that we need to work together in a different way. Another piece of requesting honesty is um, um, that validating that when they say they're, they're willing, they really are willing. Like when they're like, oh yeah, and one daughter, try out a strategy for a while. Of um, There was a lot going on in the house, a lot that needed to be done. I was making a lot of requests. And she would say, yeah, sure, mom. Yeah, got it. Yeah, do it. Yeah. And none of it was being done. <laughs> and, the, you know, I didn't feel any need to request, you know, validation or anything because it was like, sure, got it. And then suddenly it dawned on me, oh, my gosh, she has decided if she just says yes, the issues go away. That was a mind read. So I went to her and I sat down and was like, honey, can I check out something with you? I'm noticing you're saying yes to all of these things, and I'm noticing that none of them are happening. Is it possible that you have started to say yes to me without any clear intention about doing it or not? Uh, maybe. <laughs> she fessed up. It was really nice. She was like, yeah. Um, but, you know, this strategy is not working. So, so requesting honesty. If, if you feel like you're having a good interaction and then you go away and nothing happens, check back in. What, you know, what's the deal? What, and the real question is, what did I miss? So what I said to her, which is probably why she was being so honest, forthright with me, if this is what's going on, are you feeling overburdened? Like, am I making more requests than you feel like you're able to meet at this moment? And so, not sure what to do with that. You're trying this out. And she's like, well, yeah. <laughs> you're, you want me to do this, 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 and I can't do it, you know? So it, it, took, it took some deeper, deeper um, looking to find out that probably there was a level that, no, let me rephrase this, 
there was a level at which my requests were out of line with what she was able to meet in that moment. Um, uh, I'm not going to go into this one because this is like a whole other topic. Groups get sidetracked by this all the time. People will offer information in a group without a clear request, without clearly stating, I'm offering this so that we can, you know, A, B, C, D, and make it clear what you want out of that. Since nobody knows, the conversation just goes around. Ever set in those meetings that go on and on and on, and no one can figure out how to pull it to a clear point, um, clear meeting. That's, that's when requests are not um, being clearly made as part of that. Uh, another one, let me see where we are time-wise. Sorry, Gary, thank you. Ooh, I'm over. Um, so let me just, I, I'm going to make these last two quick because I think they are, are relevant. Um, requests versus demands. Um, really check in with yourself. I might be framing it as a request. Honey, would you mind? But actually, my, my internal decision is, you need to do this. And all of the flowery language in the world doesn't change. That is actually a demand um, and not a request, um, if that's where it's coming from for me. And the way you, you find out, and the way you know, did you make a demand or a request, are you okay if they say no? You know, if you're okay and like willing to hang out there and explore, so how can we work with this situation in a way that works for you too? If you're, if the, you're like totally okay with that, that was a request. Um, if you're not okay with it, it was a demand. Um, um, so, uh, or if, if the other way you know it was a demand, not a request, sometimes we get mad um, that they're not meeting, <laughs> meeting our request. Um, but the other thing we can do is we get, you know, like hurt. Oh, I get it. They just don't like me and I like shut down over it. Then it was actually a demand. It was not a request. If I'm like, like they either had to say yes for our relationship to be okay, or the no means we're not okay and I'm gonna walk away. That's also a hidden demand. What about the situation where um, you check in, is it a request or a demand? In, and this is particularly in a close relationship. I check in, is it a request or a demand? And I come up with that it's actually a demand and it's actually an important demand. And I have a right to this demand, um, that this is what happens. When that comes up, then you need to ask yourself, what do I most want out of this relationship? Is it to get my way at whatever cost there is to the relationship over that? Or is it for the relationship to grow and flourish and meet both of our needs? If it's that second, me sticking to my demand is not going to get me there. Me being willing to engage um, is much more likely. So the last one is, um, Learning to phrase all of this in a way that someone can hear around what matters. 
You know, like, why do you care about this? If it's a small thing like, um, can you somebody turn up the TV volume? You don't need to make a big deal out of it. But if it's something like the strategy of, I'm just going to yes you, <laughs> um, um, me to make it clear, this really matters to me that we're authentic with each other when we're talking to each other. So, because I want you to know you're safe in telling me what's going on for you in a relationship. If I can phrase it with what's important and what matters, um, then I'm much more, and, and typically that's some sort of expression of care for the relationship and the other person, much more likely to get the request heard in a different way. So, that was a lot of information. Um, why don't we pause for just a moment Take a moment to sit with your own self and ask yourself the question, how comfortable am I with making clear requests that honor and validate my needs? Is there baggage around this for me? If you grew up in this culture, there probably is. What does that baggage feel like for you? Mm -hmm. 